name is Joshua Kohler. I am the children's pastor here at the Manuka campus, and it is great to be with you today. Now, I just have to tell you, I'm used to being with people who are four feet tall and shorter. So you look amazing today. It's great to be in big church. Absolutely. I'm excited to be here and have the opportunity to pick up our series, Relational Mayhem. And I get to talk about something this morning that I am passionate about, and that is the family. So here's where we've been so far. We've talked about single people. We've talked about dating and married couples. And today we're going to talk about the family, the relationship between kids and parents, and more specifically, how Christian parents can help their kids develop a biblical worldview. Now, in preparing for this message, I began to do some research, and I came across some uh, data and statistics that uh, I found interesting. Now, by no means am I a math guy. As a matter of fact, uh, my daughter, who's a sophomore in college uh, last semester, called and uh, needed help with her statistic class. A bunch of letters and numbers, I'm like, I don't think so. But your grandma, who's a college math teacher, may be able to help. So I was, I was no help at all. But when it comes to the family, when it comes to the church, and when it comes to baseball, I am a big fan of numbers. Because numbers really do give us a clear picture of what's happening. They track progress. They help us prioritize our time and resources. And most importantly, they help us make informed decisions. So I'd like to share some of the stats that uh, I came across. In 2021, the Barna Research Group interviewed more than 2,000 parents. Here are a few of the highlights from the data they collected. 73% of U.S. parents are concerned about their children's spiritual development. Christian parents showed the most concern. 51% of practicing Christian parents were very concerned. Here's another stat. Parents were also concerned about their children staying true to their spiritual faith. 58% of practicing Christian parents were very concerned, and 28 were somewhat concerned. So if you had all those numbers, that's more than 86% of parents who were worried about the future of their kids' faith. So there is little doubt from these numbers that uh, the desire for parents and the goal that they have in mind is for their faith to endure and for their kids to cultivate a faith that endures. So, let's look at a a spiritual worldview. Now, this morning we're going to take a look at what a biblical worldview is, but a worldview is a combination of all you believe to be true. And what you believe becomes the driving force behind every emotion, decision, and action that you make. So if your kids are going to have a faith that endures, it's important that their driving force comes from God. And so let's look at how we can help them have a biblical worldview. Here's the definition of a biblical worldview we're going to use this morning so everyone is on the same page together. A biblical worldview is based on the flawless Word of God. When you believe the Bible is entirely true, 
Then you allow it to be the foundation of everything you say and do. This includes how you raise your kids and how you teach them to live. So here's the big idea for this morning. If you're going to cultivate a biblical worldview, you have to be intentional. If you're going to cultivate a biblical worldview, you have to be intentional. If you have your Bibles or whatever you, uh, device you read your Bible on, uh, turn to Deuteronomy this morning. Deuteronomy chapter 4, or chapter 6, excuse me. We're going to start in verse 4. Deuteronomy 6, verse 4. It says this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts, verse 7. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. So the first way that we can cultivate a biblical worldview in our kids is to be intentional about modeling our faith. In verses 4 through 6 of this chapter, God's command to Israel here is that they love God with every fiber of their being. God was looking for all-out committed Christians, not half-hearted, no, not passive, that would not work. But God knew that if the Israelites were going to pass on their faith to future generations, it had to start with parents who were fully committed to him. Because you can't pass on what you don't possess. Pastor and evangelist Greg Laurie said this. Uh, he said, nothing can really happen through us until it has first happened to us. So parents, what does your walk with God look like today? Are you passionately following Christ? If you want to be intentional about parenting, devo fully devoted followers of Christ, it starts with you. It starts with dad and mom. Your kids need to hear about Jesus, and they need to learn about him. Most importantly, they need to see what it looks like to love him and follow him closely. Other people like pastors and small group leaders and volunteers who teach your kids the Bible are great, but only you can demonstrate on a day-to-day -day basis what it looks like to allow the teaching of Scripture to impact your decisions and your relationships. Today, if your faith is not making a practical difference in your life, there's little chance it's going to make an impact on the life of your kids. And you can't even fake it. Because your kids are really smart, right? You know, they say, fake it till you make it. But when it comes to your kids, uh, they're going to be able to see right through that, right? They're going to see that that faith isn't really real. You have an opportunity to guide your children into a personal relationship with Jesus as you live out an authentic, committed faith in your home. Your calling as a parent is to bring the love of Jesus front and center 
in your house. So all that, your kids, they can't miss it. It's right there. A biblical worldview doesn't come in getting your kids to keep a list of rules. That's not a biblical worldview, but instead inviting Jesus to be the center of their lives. So let's make sure that we are presenting Jesus so that our kids can't help but want to follow. They look at our lives and they say, yes, that's what I want. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1, Paul tells the people here of Corinth to pattern themselves after him. So he's encouraging these people to imitate him like he imitated Jesus. So are you living your life so that you can confidently say to your kids, hey, pattern yourselves after me as I imitate and as I follow Jesus? If we're going to cultivate a biblical worldview in the life of our child, we're also going to need to be intentional about creating consistent, positive interactions with God. In verses 6 through 9 in Deuteronomy, he goes on to talk about, hey, we need to introduce our kids to Jesus. And it's never too early to start introducing our kids to Jesus. I get this question often from parents, when should I start? And I always like to say, from the minute they are born, we can start introducing them. And then through the different stages and phases of their life, uh, we can keep that conversation going. And we want to emphasize with our kids a personal relationship with Jesus. You see, Jesus just doesn't want your kids to know a lot of facts about him, but he wants to be your kid's very best friend. And bringing your kids to church is a great idea. I highly recommend it. But one hour a week is not enough for them to grow and get to know Jesus as their closest friend. It's a good start. As they say, the more time that you spend with someone, the more that you get to know them. And the more that you get to know them, the sooner you'll discover if you can trust them. So help your children, dad and mom, help your children experience Jesus daily, daily. Tom Kirsten, author and family counselor, says the average American parent spends just 3.5 minutes in meaningful conversation with their child per week. <laughs> that's not per day, that's per week. So the families of mission Let's not be average because average parents are failing. So what should we do instead? We should pray with them in every season of their life. From the moment they are born, preschool, elementary, and yes, we can't skip those junior high years, right? <laughs> they might need more prayer then than any time. But we continue that through high school. And with our family, we, we have done that, right? With, with our junior high and now our high schooler. And I've talked about my daughter in college. We continue to pray with her even in college. I talked with uh, a guy last night at our Saturday night service who his grown son, who now lives in Tennessee, he just called him the other day. And he was able to pray with him even then. Yes, that's it. That's what we should do. Pray with them in every season. 
and continue throughout their life. And make faith conversations a natural part of your daily rhythms. Because everyday life circumstances are a great opportunity to incorporate God's word with them. When they face challenges, incorporate God's word. When they experience joy or success, incorporate God's word. When they have decisions to make or in their relationships, we can incorporate God's word. There is no situation that your kids will face that God's word doesn't have something to say about. That's phenomenal, right? So teach your kids to look to scripture in every circumstance because in every circumstance, God has something to say about it. And be open about your own faith journey to your kids. And teach your children to have a personal quiet time with God. Do you know they even make devotions for preschoolers? It's phenomenal. So start your kids out young and get them in the habit of spending time with God. And be sure, parents, that you're first setting the example for your kids. Because if you're not doing it, there's a pretty big chance they won't either. So in this dark world that we live in, continually to point your kids back to the light of Jesus. And as parents, we don't have to shelter them from everything the world throws at them. And I know that that sometimes is the tendency because we want to protect them. But we don't necessarily have to shelter them from everything. But because we can train our kids to use God's word to filter out whatever the world wants to push on them. So parents, pray for meaningful moments and take advantage of every opportunity that you can with your kids. Also, keep your kids engaged in church. Now, the church cannot take the place of the daily investment of a godly parent. It can't. But... It is a great way to offer positive interactions between your child and God. It's a great way. And I would say make the right church a priority. And I would say Mission Bible Church is a great start, right? Absolutely. Uh, I'm kind of biased with that. But be a part of a church where your kids want to attend, right? And I understand some, sometimes they're going to come kicking and screaming. But if they're doing that every week, maybe it's time to find a church that they want to attend and they want to be at. Be a part of a church that partners with you. That's really important. That doesn't leave you alone in this journey. Be a part of a church that makes faith relevant to their daily life. And, may, and find a church that equips your kids to have a faith of their own. Not your faith, but a faith of their own. That's why I really love Mission Kids, right? Absolutely. I love it. Because Mission Kids wants to come alongside parents to partner with you, to help you in this journey of developing a biblical worldview with your kids, because we know that two influences are better than one. So when the home and the church connect, 
We can do great things together in helping your children become fully devoted followers of Christ. Also stay engaged, right? Engagement is more than sitting in the service for an hour a week. But get involved in the church that you attend. And I would also say, get your kids involved. And even serve together. Here at Mission, we have amazing families that do that, right? Father and son on our parking team today. Or mother and daughter at the guest hub. Or we have families that serve in separate areas in different ministries of the church, but they, but they do it together. It's amazing. It's a beautiful thing. Finally, to cultivate a biblical worldview in the life of your child, you need to be intentional about helping your child find their purpose. In Psalm 127, verse 4, it says this, Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. So like arrows, we, we have to aim our children toward their God-given purpose. You may want to raise godly children, but are you aiming them at a God-given target? The bullseye that you aim your children at will determine what they believe their purpose is. And we have a lot of bullseyes today that we want our kids to, to believe in, like education, right? We want them to be the smartest in the room. Top of their class, dean's list, in the school newspaper, right? And so we aim our kids, their target at education, or maybe sports. They've got to be the best athlete. They've got to make every team they try out for. They've got to have every letter on their jacket. I get that. My son, who's a junior in high school, is wanting to play college baseball. And so he's been working really hard towards that. This summer, he's even ha he even has college coaches coming to watch him play. And I'm all about that. I'm all in. But if that's our target for him, we've missed it. We've missed it. Maybe your target is good behavior. Hey, if they sit still, if they listen, if they treat others kindly... If they're nice, maybe that's your target. Or maybe you're aiming at nothing. You have no target. Today, if these are your primary targets, can I just say that you've chosen the wrong bullseye? And all these are good. We're helping all of our children in these areas. But if these are your bullseye, you've chosen the wrong target. Because you're not going to find anything in Scripture that's, that's going to say the importance of so many of these goals that we've talked about. And maybe we haven't even talked about targets that you have in mind. So it's time to adjust our sights today. And we need to focus on God's purpose for our kids. So to help us discover God's purpose for our kids, we have to look to God's Word. And we go to Ephesians chapter 2. Verses 8 through 10 has this to say. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, 
not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Your kids do not have to do anything extraordinary for God for him to love them. The verse says, not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. So teach your kids from the very beginning that they don't have to do anything extraordinary. But instead, they're special because they're created by God. Notice the verse says, they are God's handiwork. <laughs> I love that. God's handiwork. So if your child can grasp this early on, it's going to help them recognize this, that they are special to God and that he has a special assignment for them. Notice it says, prepared in advance. They are God's handiwork and God has a plan just for them, for no one else, prepared in advance. Wow. So at a time when our culture is threatening our kids' identities like never before, be intentional about making sure your children, they understand who they are and why they are here. The book of Matthew, Jesus tells his followers exactly what their purpose is. And wherever God has planted your children, it might be school, it might be homeschool, might be a neighborhood or on a sports team or in their church, maybe part of music or a dance class. He has called them to be salt, light, and love. Matthew chapter 5, verse 13, the first part says this, you are the salt of the earth. Now, as soon as I mentioned salt, some of you woke up. You're like, yeah, that's good. <laughs> Salt has the ability to intensify good taste and diminish bad ones. So help your kids see how they can intensify the God flavors in their life and lessen those that contradict his word. Help your kids each day, each day, to use their words and actions to give people a taste of the goodness of God. <laughs> when they do this, it's a huge win. It's a big win. Because they get to live out their God-given purpose in this world. And others, they get a taste of Jesus. Saul also preserves. So when your kids stand up for what is right and they live according to God's word, they can prevent the decay from plaguing all our culture. And they bring the light of Jesus. So, I'd encourage you, don't pull your kids out of the world because they are God's preserving agents. Not only are they salt, but they're also in Matthew 5, 14 through 16, they are light. The verse says, you are the light of of the world. So your child's God-given talents and abilities and their personality are going to allow them to live this out according to God's specific plan for their life. 
Your kids, your family is involved in a lot of different activities, as mine is as well. And with each activity, which e each thing that my family is involved in, we always pray for them, and we pray that they have fun, they're a great teammate, they do their best, and so on. But at the very end of our prayer, the one thing that we always end with is, help them to be a bright light. Everything else may fail, right? But we pray that they be a bright light. The goal when aiming your kids at their target is using their God-given talents and personalities to let God's light shine through them. So teach your kids not to hide from the darkness, but help them discover how they can shine without becoming like the world. Because lives are at stake. And your kid's mission is to lead people out of the darkness. Finally, our kids are to live out their purpose through love for God and love for others. In Matthew 22, it says this, love God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and then love your neighbor as yourself. So there's no way that your kids are going to be salt and light if they first don't love God and then love others. Salt without love won't enhance God's flavor. And light without love doesn't draw people to Jesus. So begin at home to model to your kids what God's love looks like. You won't see these behaviors, though, in your kids if at first they don't see them in you. That's big. A good place to start with this is 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Paul talks not about how love feels, but how love acts. So when you start to see these acts of love in your kids, celebrate them. Get excited for them, right? Because they are hitting the target. They are fulfilling God's purpose for their life. If you're going to cultivate a biblical worldview, you need to be intentional. Be intentional about modeling your faith. If you're not serious about your faith, there's little chance that your kids are going to be serious about it either. Be intentional about creating consistent, positive interactions with God. Pray with your kids. Talk to your kids about how God is at work in their life and in your life. And see how scripture speaks to the issues that your kids might be facing. And partner with your church. And then be intentional about helping your child find their purpose. Make sure that your kids know that their identity, their purpose, doesn't lie in their intelligence, their talents, or their personality. But help your kids to find ways to be salt, light, and love. And be that salt, light, and love right where God has placed them. As we wrap up today, you've chosen to carve out time to be here out of your weekend. So I suspect that the faith of your family is a big deal to you. 
I even bet that you're a parent that takes the spiritual development of your kids seriously. And you have great intentions. And you want your kids to love Jesus and follow him. But let me give you this warning. Satan despises the family. And he knows that God's plan is for the earth to be blessed through the family. So he is going to do whatever he can to throw darkness at your kids. But if God's word is the basis for everything they believe, everything they think, everything they say and do, then your, your kids are going to be equipped to guard themselves from those attacks that Satan tries to throw at them and whatever the world throws at them. Let me give you some takeaways today. It's never too early or too late to start being intentional about your, about your kids' faith journey. It's never too late. Start the minute they are born. You might say, well, I haven't even begun and I have a high schooler. Listen, your kids are a gift from God. It's never too late. Intentionality is really important in parenting. But God is ultimately the sovereign one over your kids. And you can make all the right decisions. You can make all the right parenting decisions. You can do everything right. And your kids may still walk away from their faith. How about it can be an encouragement to those that are here living that today? Continue to love them unconditionally. Don't stop. Continue to love them unconditionally. Continue to pursue a relationship with your child and pray for them. Pray for them and trust God with your kids. Trust God. You might be here this morning, and this may be very overwhelming, and you, you don't quite know where to start or begin, and I want to say, we want to partner with you. Mission Kids wants to come alongside your family and help you begin and grow a relationship with God for your child. And I want to help you, so I'd encourage you. There are a lot of resources that can help your family. So if you need help or are interested in that but don't know where to start, please contact me because I will do whatever I can to help your family in this area. Maybe you're a grandparent here this morning. You have a great opportunity to gently come alongside your kids and help them raise their kids for Jesus. Or maybe you're here and you're newly married or you don't have kids yet and this is a phenomenal, phenomenal start for you because as you start your family, you already have a great foundation to start with. The Bible tells us that children are a gift from God. They are a gift 
Parents, if your kids are going to endure their faith, they have to have a biblical worldview. Can I pray for you? Dear Jesus, thank you for every family represented in this room and online today. We ask in the name of Jesus, you would help each parent have that desire to help their children have a biblical worldview. So no matter what happens, no matter what darkness is thrown at them, they will approach it with a biblical worldview. Give each parent in here patience as they do this. Thank you for Mission Bible Church, for everyone here this morning. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks for the uh, opportunity this morning. We love you, Mission. It's been